good. How are you? I'm excellent. Um, you look really pretty. Thank you. So do you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm not ready yet, but I will be. You'll be very pretty in a few minutes. <laughs> in Four <a> hours. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I never wear makeup, so whenever I do, it's like it's so old and crusty. I'm just like <laughs> putting it on my old lady wrinkles and sucks it sucks and it's only gonna get worse that's why i use so much moisturizer at night <laughs> i do too and it was kind of nice whenever i lived in tennessee because it was like every single part of your body was wet 24 7 yeah it was gross but like <laughs> my skin was real really soft and nice i've been sleeping with the humidifier oh. it's doing wonders i sleep with one too but it's itty bitty and my bedroom is huge yeah <laughs> so um cool well we are recording on new year's eve yeah. so this won't come out till next week so i hope you guys had a good new year's eve and 2020 is living up to everything you wanted it to be 2021 2021 yes <laughs> in the eight days that you've had 2021 yeah i hope you're enjoying the future what's it like in 2021 are there still murder hornets? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so every New Year's um, on the Sci-Fi Channel, they yeah. play The Twilight Zone oh. on a marathon. Uh, that's what I've been doing all day. Oh. That's actually why I was late coming over here is because I had to finish an episode. That's okay. I cleaned my house for like five hours and then watched Sister Sister on Netflix <laughs> all day long. Nice. So... It was a great time. Yeah. Um, after we're done recording, we're going to ring in the new year by playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. So that's exciting. <laughs> have you played Animal Crossing over the new year before? Yeah. Past I, games. I have just once on my on my Nintendo DS. Oh, yeah. So um, I remember, I can't remember how old Pace was, my nephew, but he was a baby. And I was like, everyone was already asleep and I was literally out in the living room with him so he must have been a big enough baby that he wasn't in a crib he was a young child <laughs> a tot a tot and he was on the floor in the living room asleep and i was gonna sleep over with him like a sleepover and he was already asleep and i just literally played in the dark my nintendo ds <laughs> at midnight it was so depressing <laughs> so this year won't be like that hopefully yeah We'll keep all the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly less depressing. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I guess that's all our hot goss. We are Unholy Gossip Girls. I'm KC. I'm Faye. And um, this week, we're, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a truly lemonade, like always. Like always. I'm drinking another one of those Neapolitan beers. Uh -huh. It's pretty good. Did I just beer on you? Beard me. I beard you. <laughs> beard you good. Beard me. Your sweater looks so soft. It's very comfortable. I can't even. It's adorable. I got paid today for the first time. I started my job in August <laughs> and I got paid for the first time the end of December. Literally the last wow. day of December. Wow. But I'm thrilled, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. You're like, money, and you spent it all at mm -hmm. Target. I got paid for half the year, the same I got paid the whole year at my old job. Oh. 
Well, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. yeah. Improvement. Maybe next year you'll get paid even more. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to hope. <laughs> it's good to have goals. Yeah. What are our podcast goals for this year? I want to get more listeners who will talk to us. Oh, how are we going to do that? We're going to put out flyers. <laughs> Podcast flyer. Podcast flyer. I mean, I've never seen that before, so... We can pay one of our friend podcasts to advertise on their podcast. Oh, yeah, we probably could. The ones that have more listeners than us. Yeah. Oh, we have a new listener. Her name is Sky. Hi, Sky. Uh, cheers to moms. Cheers to moms. Clink. Clink. <sighs> oh, now my God. Now you're fighting him. Fuji. I swear, every episode, it's like, <laughs> it's like a wrestling match in this tiny little office room. There's too many people in this room. There are. We're going to get shut down. COVID. There's, There's five of us in here. Five, five adult souls. Souls. Yeah, lay down. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Um, let's get started, shall we? Yeah. tell you this super creepy story about a guy named Carl Tanzler. Ooh. And I don't know if you've heard this story before. I didn't remember his name. I had to look up um what did I look up? I uh this is going to give it away a little bit. I won't tell you. I'll tell okay. you at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Carl Tanzler. The background. Carl was born to a Jewish family February 8th 1877 in Dresden, Germany. Carl grew up in in Imperial Germany, but at some point wound up in Australia just prior to the outbreak of World War One. He was in Australia to collect equipment and suitable boats and to become acquainted with prevailing weather and sea conditions. However, he became interested in engineering and electrical work there, bought property, boats, you doing? I'm Snapchatting your cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Uh, so he bought property, boats, an organ, and even an island in the Pacific. That's my dream, to have an island. He had just begun to build a trans-ocean flyer when the war broke out and the British military authorities placed him in a concentration camp for, quote, safekeeping. Safekeeping. So he was like kind of a baller yeah and then he got then the war happened war ruins everything preach when carl was released he set out to find his mother from whom he had not heard since the beginning of the war finding her safe he decided to return to his sister in the united states around 1920 following his return to germany which is where his mom was carl married a doris schaefer I think I hope I said that right. The A has like two dots above it. Schaefer. <laughs> I don't know. Do it again. Schaefer. <laughs> I love that. 
<laughs> okay. Together they had two children who died of tip- diphtheria. And this is my teachable moment. Ooh. Diphtheria is a serious infection caused by strains of bacteria that make poison. It can lead to difficulty breathing, heart failure, paralysis, and even death. Because wow. I had to look up what diphtheria was. So I wanted you to know what it was, too. <laughs> All right. Carl immigrated to the United States from Germany in 1926. He settled in Zephyrlis, Florida. Never Zephyr Hills. Zephyr Hills. Zephyr Hills. Have you heard of that place? Nope. Yeah, it's spelled crazy. <laughs> uh, where his sister had already immigrated and was later joined by his wife and two daughters before they died, obviously. Leaving his family behind in Zephyr Hills in 1927, he took a job as a radiology technician in the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West, Florida. So he immigrated to Florida sent his family over there and was just like peace out why and just like went to a different i don't know how close zephyr hills and key west are Mm -hmm. florida's not that big so like but so he's still in florida but yeah he was just like peace out peace out girl scout peace out girl scout (laughs) all right ready for some hot goss hell yeah during his childhood in Germany, Carl claimed to have been visited by visions of a dead ancestor, Countess Anna Constantina von Consul, who revealed the face of his true love, an exotic, dark-haired woman, to him. Wow. So he grew up with these weird visions. <laughs> okay. Fuji, like, couldn't get out the door. His butt was too big. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like a, a preface. Like, he... There we go. Sorry, cat. As soon as you close the door, OJ's like, I want out! You can fit under the crack. <sighs> These pets, they just can't be happy with wherever they're at. That's what it's like when you have children. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway... So he had these, like, visions growing up, Mm -hmm. like, in his sleep, that the love of his life is this beautiful, dark-haired woman, right? Mm -hmm. So, flashback to now times, right? Not right now, but now in the story. On April 22nd, 1930, while working at the Marine Hospital in Key West, Carl met Maria Elena Helen Milagro de Hoyos. So many too names. Many names. Oh my god. <laughs> a local Cuban American woman who had been brought to the hospital by her mother for examination. Carl Carl immediately recognized her as the beautiful dark haired woman that he had revealed to him in his earlier visions. So he saw this woman in his hospital, was like, That's it's her. you. I've been dreaming about you. It's scary. Elena was eventually diagnosed with tuberculosis, a typically fatal disease at the time that eventually claimed the lives of almost all of her immediate family. Carl, with his self-professed medical knowledge, (laughs) self-professed. Self-professed. They did not mention on the Wikipedia if he ever went to college or anything. He just started working in the hospital. <laughs> Self-professed medical knowledge. I wonder if you could do that back then, just like... Probably. You know how they 
they do in like movies and somebody like has a heart attack in, in a restaurant and somebody's like is there a doctor i wonder if you could just be like I'm the doctor. It's me. And then just go live that doctor life. I would always do the leeches. <laughs> just for every ailment. Put leeches on you. That sounds like really uh, medieval. Yeah. Bloodletting. Bloodletting. <laughs> I'd do it. Oh, you're hysterical? Let me bloodlet you. you got you're some... sad because your whole family died? Here's some leeches. Let me just cut your wrists open. Yeah. Just for the blood. <laughs> I'm not trying to kill you. We'll stitch it back up. <laughs> And then put a leech on it. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Um, all right. So, Carl, with his self-professed <clears throat> medical knowledge, attempted to treat and cure Elena with a variety of medicines. Carl showered Elena with gifts of jewelry and clothing and allegedly professed his love to her. But no evidence has surfaced to show that any of his infection was reciprocated. Wow. So he was, like, obsessed. And I actually, think I think I know where this is going. Do you? I think I might. You might. You may have heard this story. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, his name is not one that I remembered. All right. This next section is called obsession. <sighs> Despite Carl's best efforts, Elena died of tuberculosis at her parents' home in Key West on October twenty fifth, nineteen thirty one. Carl paid for her funeral. And with the permission of her family, he then commissioned the construction of a, an above-ground mausoleum in the Key West Cemetery, which he visited almost every night. Creep. Side note, both Carl and Elena were both still technically married. So Carl still had his wife. Oh, I totally forgot he had a family. Yeah, and Elena had been married... There was, like, a whole thing about it that I didn't put in here. So she basically had gotten married whenever she was young and then was separated from this guy, but they never got divorced. But they so, were both still technically married whenever she died. Is Carl's wife not a brown-haired exotic lady? No, she's a German. Oh. I don't know what Germans look like. Probably white. Yeah. Stout. I don't know. Why would you get married to someone who isn't... If you, like, think that the woman of your dreams is real... Why would you ever know. marry someone else? I don't know. Why do why does anybody get married? Well, we don't all have <laughs> Not me. We don't all have visions of uh for future spouses. That's true. I don't know. I mean, if you have a vision of it, you're probably not searching for it. It probably just like happened and he was like, "Oh shit, this is her." And I don't know. I mean, I have dreams about people all the time. I'm not going to go out and be like I'm meant to be with you. I do. Let's make my dream come true. I do it all the time. Oh. Like what? You know. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> you know. All right. One evening in April 1933. So she died October in 1931. So he had been visiting her grave for two years. Okay. Every single day. One evening on April 1933, Carl crept through the cemetery where Elena was buried and removed her body from the mausoleum, carting it through the cemetery after dark on a toy wagon and transporting it to his home. He reportedly said that Elena's spirit would come to him when he would sit at her grave and serenade her corpse with a favorite Spanish song, he also said that she would often tell him to take her from the grave. So her spirit was like, hey, bro. 
Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Had to let the cat out. They're going to want to come back in. So. <laughs> we need a cat door. Cat door. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was his excuse for taking her. What a freak. her spirit told him to. The ghost is like, come get me. <laughs> so this is like some real gross stuff right here. Carl attached the corpse's bones together. So she's been dead for three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know how f- quickly corpses turn into just bones. I have no idea. But he attached the corpse's bones together with piano wire and fitted the face with glass eyes. As the skin of the corpse decomposed, Carl replaced it with silk cloth soaked in wax and plaster. As the hair fell out of Elena's decomposing scalp, Carl fashioned a wig from her hair that he had previously obtained from her mother. Why'd the mother have the hair anyway? I have no idea. (laughs) Carl filled the corpse's abdominal and chest cavity with rags to keep the original form. Dressed Elena's remains in stockings, jewelry, and gloves, and... Jesus. Sorry. I clicked on something. Okay. Uh, stockings, jewelry, and gloves, and kept the body in his bed. Ew. Carl also used copious amounts of perfume, disinfectants, and preserving agents to mask the odor and forestall the effects of the corpse's decomposition. So, that was in 1933, okay? She's been Mm -hmm. dead for three years. In October 1940, so he had her body for seven years like this. Elena's sister heard rumors of Carl sleeping with the disinterred body of her sister and confronted Carl at his home, where Elena's body was eventually discovered. He was also caught dancing with her corpse in front of an open window. Oh my god, at least close the blinds. If you're gonna do that. (laughs) The sister notified the authorities and Carl was arrested and detained. Carl was psychiatry... psychiatrically... Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, <laughs> examined and found mentally competent to stand trial on I the disagree tra- on the charge of wantingly and meticulously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. Wow! So that's all they charged him with. <laughs> After a preliminary hearing on October 9th, nineteen forty, Carl was held to answer on the charge, but the case was eventually dropped and he was released. As the statute of limitations for the crime had expired. Because he had the body for seven fucking years. I wish you could just charge someone with being a real creep. (laughs) You know, like, maybe legally you didn't do anything wrong, but you're a creep, so you're going to creep jail. And they have, like, a a separate jail for creeps. (laughs) You're a goddamn creep. Get in jail. (laughs) Go to creep jail. (laughs) All right. Shortly after the corpse's discovery by the authorities, Elena's body was examined by physicians and pathologists and put on public display at the Dean Lopez Funeral Home, where it was viewed by as many as nearly 7,000 people. Why? Just let the poor girl rest. I don't know. Elena's body was eventually returned to the Key West Cemetery, where the remains were buried in an unmarked grave in a secret location to prevent further tampering. Okay, that's what she deserves. Yes. The facts underlying the case and the preliminary hearing drew much interest from the media at the time and created a sensation among among the public. The public mood was gem- generally 
sympathetic to Carl, whom many viewed as an eccentric romantic. Ew. So all those people that went and saw her, like, fucked up dead-ass body, like, were on his side. That's so gross. Because, like, even if she was alive and they were, like, married and happy together, that'd be... I mean, still creepy, but... Still creepy, but, but yeah, it was literally different. just, like, some patient. Yeah. Yep. What a weirdo. Uh, there was some evidence of necrophilia, which I will not get into because it's hella gross. Thank you. Yeah, there was a lot of details that <laughs> I just don't need to go there. All right, where is Carl now? He's obviously dead, but... That's what I titled this. In 1944, Carl wrote an autobiography. His home was near his wife, so he still didn't live with her, (laughs) who apparently helped to support Carl in his later years. Separated from his obsession, Carl used a death mask to create a life-size effigy of Elena and lived with it until his death at age 75 in 1952. His body was discovered on the floor of his home three weeks after his death. It has been recounted that Carl was found in the arms of Elena's effigy upon discovery of his corpse. Someone should take his bones and take him out for a ride. So you want some gross goss? Yeah. It has been hypothesized that Carl had the bodies switched or that Elena's remains were secretly returned to him and that he died with the real body of Elena. Oh my god. All right, I have one last thing. A fun fact! Ooh, fun! There's an exhibit about this in the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Florida. Ooh. And there's, like, a shit ton of songs written about it. It's weird. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Like, too many that I didn't even bother writing any of them down. <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck? Why are people writing songs write about, about this? about that. Anyway, so my sources are Wikipedia, of course. That was scary. So I I looked up creepy dude who kept his wife as a plastic Barbie or something like that, <laughs> and I I it took me a while to find it because uh, he wasn't married to her. Yeah. But eventually I did find it. Obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have <laughs> done the story. <laughs> that is so creepy. Yeah. Did you love it? I loved it. Um. So there's that. Gross. <laughs> all i can say i just can't imagine like i don't know you've heard you've you hear about people who get like their pets stuffed Mm -hmm. after death so like he did a real gross thing but like what if people could find a way to have like stuffed like take human skin and like make a stuffed you know yeah i always thought about that like how hard would you miss someone if they're sitting on your couch like Holding a book or something, like, Ugh. Oh, that's so weird. That'd be creepy. Isn't that how it happens in, like, Bates Motel, that story? I don't know. Oh. Because guess what? What? I haven't seen it. <laughs> well, the, there's that movie, um, Psycho. Yeah. Like, the movie uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Well, she's not, she's not, like, mummified. I mean, she's not stuffed. She's just, like, a skeleton sitting there. In the movie, yeah. yeah. In the show, which was real weird um they i think he tried he's like really into what is that called stuffing animals um taxidermy taxidermy yeah he's like super into taxidermy so he like taxidermies his mother gross yeah but i just don't know how like could you actually do that 
I mean, I guess why not? If you can do it for bears and shit. Yeah. I don't know. Let's try it. Let's not. I offer up my body to be taxidermized when I die. <laughs> this is my official statement. <laughs> I consent. Oh, that'd be so weird. What kind of position would you want your body to be stuck oh. in permanently? Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's a good one. Listeners can't see what I just did, so you'll have to imagine something. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just, I, I just can't imagine, like, loving somebody so much that I had to live with their corpse. Yeah, because that was pretty gross. Yeah. You know what, it kind of reminds me of this, like, super creepy book, fiction book that I read mm-hmm. last year. Can't, I think, crap, I can't remember what it was called. It was, like, A Criminal's Mind or something like that. And it was about this lady who was, like, a detective and there was like the serial killer going around because they kept finding these women's bodies who had formaldehyde injected in them and they'd be like posed like on the beach like or something like uh-huh. just posed there and then people would walk by it thinking that it was like a person and eventually like after like a full day they were like it's kind of suspicious and they found out like oh she's dead so they kept finding these like staged bodies mm-hmm. and it turns out the guy who was doing it was trying to he was experimenting with formaldehyde because he wanted to kill somebody and formaldehyde them enough that he could still move them around and like have sex with them and stuff Ew. and like have his perfect life uh-huh. of a perfect woman. Just buy a sex doll. Right? <laughs> it's way easier. Some people marry those. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's creepy. <laughs> Don't look into it. <laughs> super weird <laughs> you can't legally marry an inanimate object no though. but they'll like push them around in wheelchairs oh. and, like take them to restaurants and stuff Whoa. it's creepy maybe you should look into it <laughs> maybe i will maybe you should <laughs> don't look into it maybe no. you should <laughs> <laughs> all right well um that's the story i loved it yeah so um i guess that's it have fun in the future guys yeah, enjoy your 2021. We'll uh, see you next Friday. But follow us on social media. We're Unholy Gossip Girls on Facebook and Instagram at Girls Unholy on Twitter. And email us your personal stories or just whatever you want. Just say hi. On um, unholygossipgirls <clears throat> at gmail.com. Please do. And uh, we'll see you on the flippity flop. See you next time. Bye. Bye.